Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Outlaw Picks podcast. Outlawed. Outlawed. This time, okay. this week, we are we're just reviewing this week because there's no fights this weekend. Mate, that is a rarity, isn't it? It's weird. It's what weird. Are they doing? Lazy. I'll be able to Get, sleep. They're getting this lazy. Weekend. <laughs> I'll be able to sleep this weekend. Yeah. Um, so we're going to talk about uh, UFC 260. Loads to talk about. Wow. We have a new champ. We do. Very exciting. We do. Um, uh, before we kick off, so we are once again sponsored by Unbound Merino uh, Wool. Well, we, we weren't. I just refused to take this hoodie off. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty good, isn't it? Oh, it's just, it's just so nice. It it's is pretty good. I could just wear it all the time. Yeah. It's like keeps me warm when I need to be warm, but it cools me down when I'm cool. Honestly, like I need everything made out of merino wool. I love it. I love it. And so, yeah, if you want to f- click the link below and you will get a discount at the checkout. They are very cool. The code's outlaw. Co- code is outlaw, yeah. Outlaw. Outlaw, outlaw not outlaw. Not outlawed. Okay. Outlaw. Okay. Yeah. I put the wrong code in when I was getting my discount. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah? Yeah. Happy yeah, days. let's have a look. Where do you want to start? I mean, it was fun what, all the way through, really, wasn't it? It was fun. What did I say about that first fight, though? Azaitar against Barrio. It's yeah, going to be a they are dramatic... moaning about it now. Who is? Um, Azaitar's camp. Why? I, I briefly looked at this morning on social media. So as, he, as the mouth guard drops out, he goes to get it, and the ref puts his hand on the back of uh, Barrio. As in to say, look, stop them to put them out. And now I know that's not I know that's not the rules, but that is what they're contesting. And they they were saying this morning on social media that they're officially contesting that, in that they felt like that he was coming in to stop that and put the mouth guard in, then he ch- and he changed. And I know that's not the rules. He wait he waits till the position is settled right, and then yeah. and then exactly what he did. But they were going pretty hard on uh, social media this morning. Uh, Ottman, his brother, and the agent, um, who seems to literally be everywhere. At the minute, yeah, um, yeah, they, they weren't, they were not happy about it at all. No, they're not, no, no. no. But it, it came to fruition, right? What you said is, is Abu went hard Just, as he could, dude. right from the start, and right. he's beastie. But you can't keep that rate up for that long, can you? Just punches himself out. Yeah, just completely punches himself out. And and it's like, like I, I watched the first round back this morning, and it's like, like within the first three, he throws more punches than seconds in the first five seconds of the fight. <laughs> yeah. He comes out and he's and, he, and everything you can see how much he's leaning into his, his shots as well. You are not Max Holloway, my friend. Do not put that out. Put that out is going to just, it just drains you, doesn't it? And you, you know, across the side, you look at Barrio, who's, he's just a, he's just a dog, isn't he? I mean, he's just a yeah, dog. He's tough, durable. Endurance. Yeah. Just keep going. He, Weigh you, down, you know, he took some, he took some big punches. Mm. He really did take some big punches. And he just, you know, I guess he, that, I guess that was his plan. He would have been like, Come look, on. I'm just going to take Let's it. Let's just have a look at this. So we're at what time? The, the, the third round, 4 four ten on the clock. I mean, he is literally. You see him put his hand on his back there, right? So that's what they're contesting in that he sees the mouth. He's going down to pick the mouthpiece up. It's not enough to. Nah. I mean, he's done anyway. Let's be fair. He's done. That was, I mean, he like. That is exhaustion as well. Like he's shot him for a takedown, trying to get that single leg, gets refused, drops his, and he's not even dropping his mouth guard out from a punch. It's just, it's just from exhaustion. Like if if your mouth guard comes out in a fight, that's your fault. It's almost like coincidence his mouth guard happened to be down there because yeah. he was already like punched <laughs> was... over from the hip. Oh, there's my mouth guard. I didn't just... realize it had come out. Yeah, I'd... and he stops it right here, right, and puts his puts his mouth guard back in. It's like it's like you you know you know if you're like if you your mouth guard comes out 
What's I don't understand where the issue is now. So they, they slowed it down and zoomed in on the fact that the ref had put his hand on the back of Barry, on the small of Barry Alt's back, as in to sort of, well, he's going to stop it. But it's still, it's still not the case anyway, is it? No. He's never going to stop something mid-flow like that. No. Oh, he's just he's just spent, isn't he? Yeah. And this is it's exactly what I expected from Barrio. You know, he, he was going to weather an early storm. He was going to be up against it. And then he was just going to grind grinder. him into the canvas. Like, he's you know, not he's the popular act, guy, but no. he's a grinder. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and what a relief as well. I mean, what was it? Three losses in a row and then yeah. a failed drug test in his, in his first yeah. victory? Yeah. 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 I mean, it was a bit... I don't know. I, mean, I, I like the Azaitar brothers, you know, especially Otman as, as far as skill-wise watching him. But, like, Otman was the one that got kicked out of Fight yeah. Island for yeah. breaking quarantine and stuff. It's... I don't know, man. I've got a funny feeling about them too. They're a bit, like, they almost come across like they're spoiled. Like, oh, I don't care about the rules. And oh, no, it was a ref decision. That's why, mate, you are you are long gone in that fight. <laughs> you are long gone. Whether that mouth guard drop, dropped out or not is, is almost irrelevant. I'd be interested to see what it looked like at welterweight. Mm. It looks like he's a bit too Mate, heavily muscled. There's a bit muscled. of a bear suit on top of there, isn't there? There's, yeah, a little he could, bit. He could lean. He could definitely lean down. I mean, it's got a hell of a lot of power. Yeah, it's oh got for a sure. Serious amount of power. If you could make that a bit more efficient and a bit more accurate, you know, he'd be. There's a lot of wailing punches in there, isn't there? Yeah, a lot, a lot of missing. You know. And it, yeah. And I mean, it goes back to what we were talking about with the main event, and also someone tweeted at me today as well, and they were like, "Oh, we we saw that. You know, how much a power punch costs somebody when they miss in the Tyron Woodley fight." Yeah, same situation. Yeah. You know, it was all, and that's and that's where Tyron Woodley holds back in his fights. That's that's why he's hesitant because he knows if he misses, it's going to be exhausting. Yeah, I mean, the, the gen, generally, genuinely, is an energetic cost to it. You're you're essentially having to break that using your own muscles rather than you throwing it connecting, and all of that work is then negated. You don't yeah. need, you don't need to break it. Yeah, yeah, and you know, you know those big dudes that are throwing with that amount of power. That's a lot of momentum to then then have to put the brakes on. Yeah. Yeah, I'm. I'm just looking at this. Uh, I'm just looking at the, at the the stats of this as well. So, Barrio landed 22 punches in the foot. Oh, sorry. Let's go total strikes instead of significant. He landed 34 total strikes and took 66 in the first round. Yeah. In the second round, he landed 66 and took 61. In the third round, he landed 90 and took 15. I mean that nice progression, turning, turning the switch up. Yeah, and then you the like look on. at control as well. Uh, one ten for Barrio, one twenty for Azaitar in the first round. Forty three seconds apiece in the mm. second round, and then the third round Barrio was in control for four minutes and seven so proper, seconds. Proper like changing, changing of the yeah. guard within the within the fight. Yeah. I swear you can, you can almost you can almost. You felt his like fatigue, like after a couple of times up against the fence, and he'd, you know, throwing a load of punches. You could almost see him, like, oh no, yeah, my arm's gone. Here we go. Yeah, yeah, horrible. But horrible like, feeling. If, like, if that's something that he got on top of, though, like if if he was able to get over that that limitation of he's his cardiovascular system, no, he's not accurate enough. I don't think. I think that's that's his progression. But, but I don't that, think he could get enough cardio to fight the way he fights. No, but then but that's but that's part of it. Is a part of the fixing of his of his of his cardiovascular issue. Is through to making him technically more, better. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You could so he could do no more fitness training. If you know fitness training, but if he cleaned up his technique and got more efficient, he would. I don't. I just don't think he would have those problems. Yeah. 
Not at all. Or maybe not throw a power punch with every single yeah. one that you throw. Yeah. Um, I guess if you've got that power, like you're, you're proud of it and you want to use it, don't yeah. you? But, you know. Yeah. So, yeah so I, d- I don't know. Is, I don't know what... I mean, would would the decision have gone his way? Uh, would if it had gone the dis- the distance? Nah, I don't think it would have done. Nah, nah, that was only going it, one way. Yeah, then, I don't think it, I, yeah. I think I think he was. I mean, you, you, obviously, you got the first round based on stats alone, but the fight just the no, fight the, just slipped. The away first from round was the most competitive. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then the last one was just a shutout, yeah. really. Yeah, no way, no way. Uh, Who's next, Omar and Shane. Omar Morales? I, he just does not look himself at featherweight, Morales. Mm. You know, you know when you go back and watch him at lightweight, he was, he was, a, he was aggressive. He was mm. sharp. Like since he's cut down, yeah, I wasn't. I, I saw that himself. a little bit different. Did you? Yeah. Well, I, I thought, I thought he was very disciplined in what he did because that could have been an all-out brawl in a heartbeat. Like Shane Young's down to brawl and mm. he's down. He's coming to fight, and I, I wasn't sure. I didn't read it like that. I thought he was being almost pragmatic. Like oh shit! If I get in a brawl here, this you know this is a flip of the coin because they can both bang. And I thought he was being, um, I thought he was trying to manage his fatigue and just pick him apart a little bit because I thought it was a dangerous fight for him. Mm. But yeah, you're right. I mean, you know, how many times do we have to address fight in the in the weight class yeah. that you're comfortable at? It makes a big difference, doesn't it? I, I, it's interesting that was your that was your take on it, and I and I I do I do get that perspective, but I didn't I didn't feel the same. Mm. I didn't feel like he was. I didn't feel like he was managing his engagement with Shane Young because he was respectful of how dangerous Shane Young was. I felt like he was managing it based on how he felt personally. Right. Yeah, you he's know? big, isn't he? He is massive. He's massive. First thing I said when the fight started, I turned to be. I'm like, gee, he looked, he looked huge at this weight class. Yeah. I, he just like you go back to his to his fight against Benitez or Don Young Ma, and, and he was like, he, he was, he was scrapping like in moments where Shane Young stepped in to engage he would have thrown two three punches yeah. back and in this yeah, fight no, he right. didn't he threw a jab and circled off and and there was no point where there was no point where he, he, I felt like he really went and took it from Shane Young no, you know at all. it was like the fight shifted in his direction and and he just kind of cruised to the to the decision with that with that pace he just didn't go and get it like he has done previously mm. and and he didn't against Giga Chikadze as well you know, which obviously is considerably more dangerous, yeah. given the fact that Chikadze is is such a a high level striker. But I mean, that, like Shane didn't do too much wrong, right? He was, not really. You know, he, he's it just was a bit just, reckless. Yeah, it's, it, it was was just tr- a bit it seemed too like much. a tricky fight. Like if, uh, yeah, maybe we'd seen it slightly differently. It seemed like a tricky fight in that whoever kind of messed up first is going to get punished for it a little bit. And I, I thought they were, I, I thought reasonable performances by both of them. Yeah, um, just Shane Young wasn't. He wasn't hesitant though. Yeah. Like when the fight started, he was like, yeah, he was like ready to go, and he shadowed him all the way around the edge of the octagon. He, th- for the he found it difficult to get in though, didn't he? Like he was, he was kept at a range a little bit, and he found. I, I felt like he wanted to get in there, uh, you know, get in the pocket and and, and throw some hands, but he, yeah, you know, I thought Omar kind of managed that well, uh, that, and that's what made me think, oh, he doesn't want to do that. That's why he sort of fight from the outside and he's keeping him, keeping him at range a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean know. the best he's yet to come for, for Shane Young, right? Twenty seven. So. He's yeah. clearly a, he's clearly a good fighter. He just he, he might be one of those. He just needs a couple of wins and then he gets on that roll and you know his confidence is up. Yeah, you know yeah. what's interesting though is he's not got that city kickboxing witchcraft in his game. Mm. He's not got it, and and yeah. and Dan Hooker doesn't have it either. And I, and I, and I'm not sure that we, we were talking about this a little while ago. I think the game planning from city kickboxing is good, and I think the technical ability is good. 
if the fighter has the capacity to understand that technical ability. Yeah. Yeah. Like he he there were there were lots of there were lots of circumstances in that fight where he could have he could have controlled the space better and set himself up to get inside the striking range of Morales and he didn't. And and I part, partly feel like that was why he was hesitant. Because mm. like yeah. if, if your if your option is to put your face first every time you you step into range, you you're gonna get hesitant. Whereas if you know you can get inside without risking your own face, you're gonna do it. Yeah. And he is a little bit of a warmonger. That's one of the reasons why I like Shane Young. Like you can see him, like you know, the, like remember when the he, it was it was his last opponent he was fighting. He walked onto the stage and he slapped Dana's hand out of the way and he was like fucking like in in war mode. He's got the Maori gene. Yeah, yeah. As yeah. You can, you can do that. Do the hongi at the end. Yeah. The uh, nose and forehead to each other. Yeah. He Some did that third to eye a stuff like that, isn't it? Yeah, it is for like sure. I don't, I don't, from what, anything I've ever read about the Hongi, I've never seen like the third eye mentioned, but it seems like there's some there's some third eye stuff going on there. I think so. Yeah. I, th- I think it like effectively translates as you're no longer a stranger. Yeah. Like physically, you're no longer a stranger. Yeah. It's kind of cool. I like it. It it's, which is weird because as soon as a couple of pub men have had a, had too many beers in the UK, first thing they do is go forehead to forehead, isn't it? <laughs> slightly <laughs> it's slightly like, different context. Come on, <laughs> Like, a few Stellas <laughs> kicks it off. Um, yeah, yeah, I wonder. What, I wonder what Morales does. I wonder whether he, you know, he's what thirty three. Yeah, he, a little bit of a late start. I, I I don't know whether the featherweight division is any easier to navigate than lightweight at the moment. Not really. And, and especially especially if your performance at lightweight is, you know, say say we use his, his performance at lightweight as as the as the standard of what what he can achieve as far as output goes if that's rated as 100 hmm. i'd say this version of him at featherweight's about 85 yeah he's just not quite there i mean you'd rather just go out on your go out on your uh, shield wouldn't you and just fight the weight you're supposed to fight at and and yeah. take it you know and I, I wouldn't say there's any i wouldn't say the I wouldn't say there's anybody like there's nothing particularly stand out about his game he's just he's just generally well rounded so he's got a, as good a chance of people at, at featherweight as he has at lightweight, and I just but feel like those like a- savages at the top of both of those um, divisions, like okay, solid games, not going to be enough anyway. No, like exactly. You, you're talking elite, elite. Those guys in those divisions at the minute, that, you know, he's where he's at in, in either weight class. He's probably edge of the top fifteen-ish, isn't he? Like he's probably. Like there's someone later on I was going to talk about. But you just get a feel of where they're at. Like you would have to make massive improvements in your game to break the to break the top 10 mm. you just not you know you can just you, if you see enough fighters you just you just get the vibe don't you yeah. like you you know you're a 10 to 15 ranked fighter which is great but that's probably your genetic potential yeah and i mean i i think he's i think he's i think given the fact that he's stronger it looks it looks and, and appears to me especially for his for his output he looks stronger at 155 He's got a better chance of beating one fifty fivers because mm. he's a better version of himself. Mm. Like you look at the outside of the top fifteen, or ju- just inside the top fifteen at featherweight, right? So, fifteen to to ten, you've got Movsai Evluev, who's gonna maul anybody regardless of whether you're a lightweight or a featherweight. Edson Barbosa, I don't know how he made featherweight. That's ridiculous. Yeah, Bryce Mitchell could be problematic, but that might be an interesting fight for him. Shane Burgos is another interesting mm-hmm. fight. Sadiq Youssef and Arnold Allen. And I mean, you, even Jeremy Stevens at nine, you've you've got like they're decent fights for him, yeah. but I, I wouldn't say they're any easier than Gregor Gillespie, Alia Quinta, Kevin Lee, Diego Fajaya, Isam Makachev. You know what I mean? Like I'd rather be fifteen percent better 
and roll the dice against those guys. It's not a great landscape either way, is no. it? But like Mosaivlo yeah. is going to do exactly what um, what Makachev is going to yeah. do to you, or what Gregor Gillespie is going to do to you. But you, know? you stand a better chance because your camp isn't all about your weight the whole time. You're actually got enough energy to start developing your skills. Mm. You know, you can go in there feeling like your 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 tank is topped up and you're ready to go. No, no, I get. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I know that I know they're they're killers in that top, but I would I would even look at that top fifteen and say you could probably remove a couple of those guys, mm. like like Felder's probably not going to fight unless it's a super fight, and he's ranked at number ten. Uh, Kevin Lee at number thirteen. I don't know when he's when he's planning on coming back, mm. and same with Alaya Quinta, like yeah. kind of yeah. like a bit faded into obscurity. A couple of these guys, they're not faded very active. into real estate. Faded into real estate. Must be some money in there. Yeah, it must be lucrative, mustn't it? When is Alaya Quinta fighting again? I've just said that and I'm like, no, nah, now you watch, he's been matched up recently. I'm going to have a quick look. Yeah, I, mean, I don't remember seeing it. No. I I, I quite like the... Uh... No. No, nothing. No, he faced Mike Perry on Chel Sonnen's submission underground on the 23rd of February last year. That was the last time he was out. You've seen uh, Sonnen Jones going back and forth? Yeah. Yeah. I mean... I sort of understand. Pay the man. He's the best fighter on the planet. He's the best fighter on the planet. Pay the man. Pay the I, man. I agree, man. Like he does get. I know. I know he's been, shall we say, a little loose of out is. of the octagon. But he's the baddest man on the planet. Yeah. If he was a saint, you'd be a little bit like, oh, that's weird. <laughs> exactly. So I, I do get that, and I, and I know there's some question marks over his um, pharmaceutical use and what have you. But John Jones is the best fighter we've ever seen. For over a long period of time, mm. yeah, and he kind of deserves it. Yeah, like just because you're the best, just because you're the and best Ch- fighter of all time, doesn't mean you have to be palatable to everyone. No, you no. still, but whether you like him or not, he's still the best fighter of all time. Yeah, and and, and I mean, I, I like Chael. I like Chael and the person that he is, and and you know, Chael Sonnen's a character. Yeah, like he's a, he's a character. Please understand this. Chael Sonnen in person is a different different yeah, individual. Well I've never met him, but I can well imagine he's probably quite a nice guy. He's, yeah, he is. He's yeah. A, he's a great dude. I've had some real nice messages from him. But like, he he plays a character when he's playing that role. And that's exactly what he's doing. And he's so good at it. Yeah, he's so good at being an instigator for drama in the MMA yeah. world. But when it's he like was a fluffer, mate, it's yeah, like fl- like, he's like fluffing drama. All th- how all many times that? have he failed a drug test? How many? <laughs> yeah, he's failed right. a drug test so many times. It's yeah. like he makes jokes about it. He did in, in his last fight. It's like, well, it's the first time I've not pissed hot. Or, <laughs> like, he makes jokes about it all the time. the 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 idea The idea that John Jones is afraid to fight Francis Ngannou is ridiculous. Yeah, like based off what? Like, well, exactly what, what, what we were talking John, about the other week, right? Like, like if you're John Jones, you don't look at Francis Ngannou the way that nah. us mere mortals look at him. Nah. Like, if Daniel Cormier looks at Ngannou and thinks to himself, you know what, I think I could probably beat him. John Jones you, is definitely You know John thing. Jones can think that. Man. And I still fancy his chances. Like, the, the, the X factor for Ngannou is that he's got to land. And, yeah. and, and this is something else we've got to talk about. I know we're jumping around a bit. There's no way that the smaller octagon doesn't change the fight. Mate, this narrative he is ne- nonsense. He nearly didn't have to jump to get out to his coaches. He just sort of like, he just sort of like peeked over the top. Just box jump, just, <laughs> just stand on the side. Of it, course, like if you're fighting Francis, you want as much space as humanly possible, right? As humanly possible. Like, yeah. like, uh, do, do his chances of not getting hit with a power punch improve if he's fighting on a tennis court? Yes, they do. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Baseball field, right. go for it. <laughs> 
if you can get to me, good on you. <laughs> yeah. But like, this is the thing, and they, and like people like so that the the full size octagon's thirty feet. The the apex octagon's twenty five feet. Mm. It's a difference of about two hundred square feet of of space. Which then, and consider this: if you made the octagon, the the twenty five foot octagon, into a tank, a fish tank, and you filled it with water, you drop O'Malley in there against Thomas Almeida, and what two hundred and eighty pounds of water has been displaced. Yeah. You put two heavyweights in there, yeah, and everyone's yeah. got their feet. It's a lot wet. of volume. It's a in lot it. of volume. Yeah, it's just yeah. it's such a it's such a weird narrative that is like they constantly reinforces. Ah, well, no, it makes no difference to the. Of course, it does. Yeah. Like there's there's even an article about it I was reading yesterday about how the the finish rate has 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 jumped up like twelve percent since they started. Making the case using. that it doesn't make any difference. I've I've, I've heard I've, I've heard really Dana like... double down on it, saying that the big octagon make uh, the smaller octagon makes no difference. Yeah. If you're playing on an NFL field that's 360, what is it, 360 mm. feet long? I don't and you take feet. a third off that and that's now 240 feet long. How much is of played course. in that last third of, of, the fe- of the field? Yeah, of course it makes a difference and it's never going to make more difference than at heavyweight, is it? Like that's that's where the maximum impact is going to be. For sure. Um, it, just, it just, anyway. John ain't scared, man. No, of course not he's enough. not. Like... He's scared, he's scared of brain he's scared damage of and not getting weighed in for it. That's what he's scared of, which he should be. Like, you know, get paid. If you're taking that kind of risk, get paid. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And it's the fight to make. It's the fight to it's make. It's a super fight. It's the fight to make. And it, it just it, it just infuriates me that it's being insinuated that he's afraid. I, I, it's, just, it's, I, I feel like that is it's probably people projecting how they would feel in that situation. Yeah. Like, hold on a minute, you're not, you're, John's the, Baddest man on the planet at the minute. Of course. How about you let him decide whether he's, <laughs> he's afraid or not? And, and the reality is, like, if, if I if I was standing across the octagon from Engarnu, I'd be a little bit fucking afraid myself as well. Oh, because I would never get in there in the first place. But this is the thing. <laughs> no way. I, but this is the thing. In the right circumstance, with the right money, yeah, I'd take that fight. Yeah. Because that's there's a little bit of a crazy chip in my fucking just, head. Just enough. It might just be that one, this, that one time. Fighters are dreamers, yeah. man. Fighters are dreamers. And if I'm yeah. John Jones, I'm definitely thinking I can win yeah. that fight. Yeah, and it's, John's John's looking big, man. Yeah, he's looking Mate big. I, I'd love to have watched like how he's got that. Whether he's just laid that muscle on, or whether he's stayed explosive, stayed moving, or you know, I know he got into sort of powerlifting for a time around the time he failed the drug test. <laughs> Walking from the drug testers, but uh, yeah, he, he may have got that from the from the chalk bucket at the gym he was training. Yeah, at. Maybe, I mean, like maybe. I've seen photos of the inside of that gym, and it, it's it's reminiscent of some place I've I've trained before. If, where if he can layer that weight on and still move like John Jones moves yeah. at, at light heavyweight, good luck. How much weight do you think he'd have to gain to negate the force of Ingarnu coming forward? Like Stipe came in at two thirty five, and, and like I, I I saw something something about DC saying that he should have come in heavier. But yeah, it didn't, but it's it a didn't very suit him last time. I think it's a very individual thing. He couldn't put a flat rate number on it because it just depends how he moves. The minute he starts to lose any speed, because he's, he's going to beat him by speed and technique. Mm. He's not going to outpower him. It's impossible to outpower him. Yeah. Just a mechanical power. He's going to beat him by timing, technique and speed. So the minute your weight gets heavy enough that he's limiting your speed, well, that's the time you need to either pause it or, or, or bring it back down a little bit. But it'd be so it'd be so subjective to work that out. Mm. You just, Fascinating fight. You just gotta kind of edge your bets on it. If I if I'm if I'm steeper, I'm like I I need to be able to work hard for 
25 minutes because that's how I'm going to... I'm, I'm weaponizing my conditioning against him. Mm. The first round is always going to be hard work because I've always yeah. got to try and keep away from Can't him. Stop. And again, you know, you put that... The last fight was in full-size octagon, wasn't it? Like you put... You put you give him that space and it makes a yeah. massive difference with his head movement, with his footwork. Yeah. Like he couldn't get away from Ngannou. And, and, mm. I, I, and this is the thing. I don't... Like Ngannou had definitely improved... Ngannou's definitely improved. He was more cautious. He was more measured. Yeah. His footwork was better. You know what I mean? But but at the same time, Ngannou last time would have beaten Stipe in the smaller octagon because he would have got to him quicker. He would have landed those yeah. shots that Stipe was able to slip and get away from. Like, you remember that Maybe. clip where he's up against the fence. I, I'd Maybe, yeah. I was... This I want, is, I want this to is my kind of... This was my kind of fight because you could see... You could see the process by which he'd got better. Like yeah. they'd gone away and gone, oh, you're not going to win like that. You could win like that. But you're not going to win like that. You've got it all. This is what we need to do with you. And fair play to Extreme, Extreme Couture and the guys that have been working. Who's, who's the coach that we... Uh, Dewey um, Cooper was in his corner yeah. and Eric Nixick. Yeah, 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 right. You know, fair play to them. They they got him to calm down. They got him to be accurate, more accurate, should I say. And I was just... I was in, impressed by the the training interventions that they put in place. I yeah. was like, oh, well done, well done, guys! You you know you've nailed it there. That's what coaches are for. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I thought he, you know, I just thought he looked good. Mm. I thought Stepe was almost like took back by how patient he was. He was like, no, yeah. no, I need you to come at me. That's what I'm gonna. I need you to plan. swing so I can yeah. slip and get out yeah, of the way. Yeah, exactly. And then like, he was like, because he couldn't, he didn't want to, he didn't want to engage and come in, did he? Because he was like. Uh, this is not how it works. I know exactly what you're going to do. Come on, do it. Yeah. And yeah. you've got Ngannou posturing like either hand could come, come on. either one could go. <laughs> and then you're like, and, and like, it's it's that that threat of, of of something happening that then forces Stipe back up against the fence and Ngannou is like, which way are you going to go? Which way are you going to go? Like last time, Stipe needed him to roll that dice first so he could get himself off the fence and he didn't do it this time yeah, around. Yeah, very, very tricky puzzle for Stipe when you suddenly you're faced with something you're not expecting like yeah. that and you know the consequences of getting this wrong. And the punch that knocked him down was a straight punch as well. Yeah. Which is another adaptation. Another one. Yeah, I I, I really enjoyed it and I love um, Ngannou's story. I love the way you sort of you know what he's done and how he's got there and he's champion of the world and it's it's yeah. just a movie in it did you see the movie. reactions around yeah. the world yeah it was brilliant love it. And, and i'll tell you what i love as well is that photo of him standing on some stairs have you seen oh, yeah. him from like <laughs> 10 years ago he's like, he was already on brand amazing <laughs> he was amazing. already on brand such <laughs> <laughs> forward thinking yeah it's just got a couple of little piercings in his yeah. ear yeah. And, yeah. he's yeah. not that big is he he's no just, he's not mind you i think he'd be pretty young but it wasn't nothing compared yeah. to yeah how old is he now the stature of him now Oh yeah, I was, I was just, you know, I, I really like Stipe. I think he's been a great champ. I'll be, I'll be down with a rematch. I'm, I'll be all good with that. It'd be nice to let him have a shot to get that back. But yeah, it was a been... good, um, it was a good result. Yeah. It was a good result from Garnu. Do you, do you think Stipe comes back and fights him again? I don't know, man. I don't know. Depends on how well he's done, I suppose, in the last few years. If I was Stipe, I'd be thinking about retiring from MMA and crossing over to the Triller card. Someone like Antonio Tarver. He'd probably get weighed in and get a lot more money for it. Like, you know, he's got he's got two little kids now. Yeah. Yeah, it's, you know, it changes, changes your perspective. It, go, it seems to go either way, right? Like, so if Cowboy gave him the impetus to get back in there and go for it, but it does... Uh, to some degree, remind you of your mortality. Like you've got mm. people relying on you now. You've got little helpless children relying on you. 
So yeah, I don't know. We'll see what we do. You know, you yeah. must have stacked some cash over the last the last few. You'd hope so. Yeah. You'd hope so. Yeah. Is it the the the, the downside to Mirchich is that he's not it's never been as easy for the UFC to market him. No. You know? No. It was kind of the same with Demetrius Johnson. Like although although he was incredible, he was difficult to market mm. because when he's not in the octagon, he's jet washing his drive. Yeah. Or he's playing video games with 12-year-olds and like that's like you can't market someone jet washing their drive as the baddest man on the planet. You do, you do have to like remind yourself you're a product, yeah. sort of thing, don't you? Like, yeah, he's your brand. Yeah, yeah, you're a brand. And it, and like Stipe's just not. He he reminds me of like an old 1920s boxer. Stipe yeah. does. It was like like yeah. you know what I mean. Like here's a story for you. There was there was a time when there was a, a fight. I've got a poster of him on my wall, and I've only ever seen maybe 15 seconds of him fighting. And his name was Edwin Gumboat Smith. Oh, recycling's here. Um, his name was Edwin Gumboat Smith. Yeah. And when he was the he was the 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 uh, the U.S. Navy heavyweight champion in the world. The reason that set him aside, and the reason he's on my wall, is because he never refused to fight with anybody. It didn't matter who they were, what color, what race, or anything like that. And when he was the heavyweight champ of the world, that belt was called the Great White Hope, which is just ridiculous. If you think about that, yeah, like there was yeah. a segregation yeah. in boxing and he was a heavyweight champ. But when he got the belt, he was like, I'll fight anybody. I'll fight anybody. And and as soon as he as soon as he did that, he opened the door to all of these incredible, like incredible boxers and athletes that had previously been fighting amongst themselves. Yeah. And now we're starting to get integrated into mainstream boxing. Nice. And although he was he was technically good, he just couldn't keep up with some of these guys that were coming yeah. through. And Stipe reminds me of that old school technical boxer that if he was fighting other old school guys that are from like like early 2000s in the UFC, he'd have been able to manage it, mm. you know? Yeah. But like the new fighters that are coming through, like Ngannou is is just but we, we, incredible. You know, we've talk, the, it, the UFC is like, evolu- no, I don't want to say evolution on steroids because that's, that's a whole different conversation, but it's like a pressure cooker of evolution in it. Yeah. Like you don't get to stay still for a year. Because someone has already leveled up, and then they've already leveled up, and like that, that I think that's the point you're sort of making is that you could be a champ for a little bit, but you could, there's a rate limiter, isn't there? Yeah. And then this new breed that are coming through is just, you know, it's tough to keep up with that that top echelon. Well, that like Stepe's a Stepe's a, a, a decent sized athlete. Mm. He's not. He's not particularly fast. He's not particularly strong. Like there's no physical attributes about him that stand out. The reason he's been the heavyweight champion, he's been successful, is because he's been technically good. Mm. Kind of similar yeah. to like Glover Teixeira at light heavyweight. Yeah. You know, no physical attributes that stand out. Competitive, Solid. strong enough, powerful enough, mm. but nothing like like he's not he's not super quick like Cyril Gan. He's mm. not super tall like like you think of somebody else that Mirchich struggled with, Stefan Struve, mm. seven foot tall. He had all the technical ability to beat Struve, but that physical attribute was so problematic for him. It's like the NFL. Like, you can't really play in the NFL. Well, there's a couple of positions you probably could, but you can't really play in the NFL unless you are a super athlete. Not a good athlete. You have to be a super athlete. Yeah. And there's like 60-odd people per team and... You know, I don't even know how many teams there are. So there's a lot. There's a lot of relative amount of spots to to fill, but all of them are super athletes. They're either incredibly big, incredibly strong, incredibly fast, or like like I was insinuating, the only position is maybe if you're incredibly skilled at quarterback. But you still couldn't. You couldn't be seventy 
kilos. No. You could be the most skilled quarterback in you know in the league and you couldn't be 70 kilos. At some stage, you're going to get torn up by by a, uh, by a goddamn raptor coming off one of those lines. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll talk about your world. I've, I have a video, like a, literally a VHS video, and it's called uh, Brian Moore's Rugby Punch-Ups. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. But you think back to like, like what was that, 1990s, 1980s? I love that the only thing you have to do with rugby is a punch-up video. Of course. <laughs> Mate, honestly, that is one of the most brutal videos. There's like people getting studs in their face and all kinds of stuff. I always say it's stuff. horrific when they fight in those games because you have no idea. It is. It's a pub fight, isn't yeah. it? You have no idea where it's coming from. It's You know, just stand in front of me and let, yeah, we'll go. It's fine. <laughs> and a lot of Not them were pub men. A yeah. lot of them, yeah, yeah. and and that's, the and that's the what I'm t- what I'm saying is like you were you were probably in the sport or you probably helped influence that shift in a lot of ways from the the pub men that drink twelve pints after a game of rugby and you know do a couple of days training and be ready for the next yeah. weekend to the point where you're taking like recruits in that are already great athletes into Leicester Tigers and then converting them into great rugby players. Like well, there's a, bit, a point bit of where... both, yeah, a bit of both. You know, rec- recruitment-wise, you still look at skill, mm. probably first. Skill and understanding the game, probably first, because you can build, you can build physicality to a certain point. Yeah, you know, but but yeah, exactly that. And there was even a shift over my, you know, I was, I started at Leicester in two thousand and four five, and although it was obviously it was full time professional, there was a relatively solid drinking drinking culture you know people would you know they'd get on the piss definitely at the weekend maybe you know they wouldn't tell us but maybe once in the week and you know uh, you know play it was just a lit it was just that that right at the end or or right at the end of that early professionalism but now like uh, you know i i I don't hear the stories quite so much Mm. anymore like it's uh they're starting to see themselves as products yeah. and brand, brands to a certain extent it's difficult in a team sport because they're the brand but you know you got to look after yourself I can make some money with this mm. I better look after it mm. you know it's like we were talking about the about the, the Oakland Raiders the other, yeah. the other day I mean in those America's game DVDs oh. I used to watch them during training camp but like you go back to the 1983 Raiders like you take the 83 Raiders and you put them against the Raiders today. Who um, the '83 Raiders were? They were a Super Bowl winning team, weren't they? And, and then you've got the Raiders now, who are you know the Las Vegas Raiders. They're kind of middle of the road, whatever. And I know very little about football at this point. Um, but you wouldn't put those two teams next to one another. You would. It wouldn't be. It wouldn't be competitive no. because now you've got super athletes that know how to play football. And the, and before you had basically criminals and thugs <laughs> and like, there weren't many like like what you would consider to be professional athletes on the team there were big guys that loved to scrap you've got john matuzak clotheslining yeah. people you've got Tough. one dude covered in stickum you've got one guy with a cast on his thumb <laughs> yeah. broken thumb for five seasons <laughs> like it's just different and, and so the point the overall point i'm trying to make is i think that this is the dawn of a new era at heavyweight mm. and i think like stipe dc was the last, last of a kind. The last of the kind. Cyril, yeah. Gain, Cyril Gaines in that in, exactly. the, in the new thread. You know what I mean? Like he's he's big, but he moves quicker than you would yeah. than you'd think someone that big can move. Same with Derek Lewis. Yeah. Same with um, uh, Chris Daukus. I mean, you look at like the, yeah. and and I'm looking more at the heavyweights coming up. It's it, like you could literally divide the heavyweight division into two. You You've like got, Chris Daukus, don't you? Always I bring do. him up. There's something about him. It's the way he moves. Yeah. He, he's there's a song in there somewhere <laughs> he doesn't move like a heavyweight mm. and and he and well him and his brother are both very very intelligent Daukas is a I believe they're both police officers but definitely uh, Chris Daukas is but he's got super fast hands he's a black belt in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu which he's never really had to rely on 
but it, it, it's the, it's the way it's the way he applies the shots. Like you watch people throwing punches and they look good, they look nice and sharp, but they're throwing it because that's what they've decided to throw. Whereas Dow, because he finds his way in, he's like, okay, when he does this, I'm gonna slip, I'm gonna throw this, and there's a there's a higher level process into yeah. it, and the hand speed that he's got is is not what you would expect. Mm. He's very very quick, but like so you like you I, I look at that. I mean, maybe you could divide the heavyweight division into three because you've got some guys like Aspinall, Daukus, Cyril Gan, guys that are really good athletes that are big for the weight class. Mm. Like, I mean, Tom Aspinall's not massive, but he's still bigger than Stipe. Yeah, yeah. You know, C- Cyril Gan might not be the biggest puncher in the division, but he's got better conditioning and better movement than probably everybody else in the division. Yeah, I agree. Chris Daukus might not be in the greatest shape of the world, but he's great on the ground and his hands have proven to be, mm. be able to do the job alone. And then you've got Olenek, Blagoj Ivanov, um, Shamil Abdurahimov, you know? Yeah, the yeah. The, that one skill set of theirs in particular is the thing that's sort of keeping them where they're at, isn't it? Exactly. They're, not, they're, they're further away from being the complete MMA guy, but that skill set is is just a bigger platform for them to for everyone to catch up to, isn't it? Yeah, it's yeah. the it's the Teixeira effect at mm. heavyweight, and and mm. I I just I think that. I think Stipe represented the last of the normal human beings at heavyweight. <laughs> I think him and DC was the last of the dad bod fights yeah. at heavyweight. I think now we've got now we've got like like Derek Lewis. He doesn't move for a guy that's that's cut into two sixty five when he's flying knees and head kicks and springing back to his feet when he's been taken. He's going to get so much better. He just screams out to me that he's like on. He's already really good, and he's just untapped potential. Yeah. In, in a couple of years, we're going, he won't recognize himself now. In a couple of years' time, mm. be like <laughs> that Rocky doing that. Yeah, did you yeah. see him wrecking that boxer that came into the gym sparring? No, there's a video floating around it from a couple of weeks ago. Some some guy basically a, like a boxer came into the gym and challenged him, and Derek Lewis. I mean, that's a pub fight. Was he okay? He's, he was not okay. He was not okay. He was getting punched through the ropes at one point. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to look that up. I like those. Yeah. I didn't realise that still happened. It's, I, I still just, doing that? Man, it's crazy, isn't it? Yeah, it still happens. Gym invasions. I, I just and I, I mean I love I love Stipe. I think he's a I think he's a great a great all round fighter and you know definitely one of the greatest heavyweights of all time. The 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 more MMA the more time passes though the more we'll look at Stipe like a Cinderella man mm. you know yeah like someone that well he he was the right person for his time but like it's so Gum, this, Gumboat the, Smith would you know. would not do anything in the heavyweight division right now he was six, six foot two and had a 72 inch reach and he was the heavyweight champ of the world no like no. you know what I mean so one of the beauties of this sport is just as you think things are leveling out and settling something disrupts it doesn't it yeah. Like it, ne- it never seems to stay where it is for more than a couple of, well, not even a couple of years, really. It's, it's pretty much yearly. Mm. Someone comes onto the scene, something changes. Oh, we can never go back now. This is the way it is now. Yeah. 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 That it, Gumbo, Edward Gumboat Smith, his name was. I'm just, I'm just going back to it because I find him, find it a really interesting, uh, a really interesting story but he the, the reason he was famous and the reason he's on my wall is because he he didn't refuse any fights like he would it. fight anybody because it was about boxing yeah you know yeah 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 it was it was about boxing. Love the art yeah 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 very cool. Fan, fascinating individual february 17th 1887 he was born
Do you, think do you think they'll do the rematch? Or do you think they'll push for Jones? I don't think they'll do the rematch. I, no. I'm not. I'm not sure as. I'm not sure as Stipe feels like. I don't think he's. I don't think he's going to feel confident enough that he can do anything different the second yeah. time around. I, th- yeah. I think I think as good as Stipe is and as effective he is, I also think he's quite a realistic individual. Part yeah. of the reason, maybe why he never left his job as a fireman. I I, I don't think he I don't <laughs> think he looks at Ngannou now and thinks to himself, I, I I could beat him in a rematch. Do you think the octagon thing might be that little tick in the back of his head? Ah, oh, give me a bigger octagon, he's not going to catch me. If I was Stipe's coach, I'd be weighing heavy on that in training camp. Yeah. If he wants to come back and fight again, I mean, the, th- the thing is, like, so even if Stipe came back. To, to just fight a heavyweight, it's going to be just as risky. Mm. Like, who, yeah, like, no, yeah, go down the list. <laughs> like, yeah. like, who are they going to give him? Derek Lewis. Oh. Curtis Blades would be a fascinating fight. And if they need a fight for Curtis Blades to get into the heavyweight title, that's it. But I don't think they do. I think, mm. but see, that's another thing. Like, Blades has, he lost to Ngannou after two rounds the first time because he got his eyes swelled shut. Second time around, he got dropped and take, took a bunch of shots, but still. He still insists that Goddard stopped that one early, yeah. which I mean, I, I can see his argument. And if I was him, I would I would have wanted the fight to go a bit longer. But he the, his legs were just gone, and he was taking shots to trying to get back to his feet. Um, but in Curtis Blade's head, it was still stopped too early by a referee, stopped too early in, by in, a doctor. Effectively injury, yeah. yeah, yeah. And he he will also see what Stipe did the first time around and think to himself, I can replicate that because mm. I'm a better wrestler. Mm. So like. I think Stipe could come back and have a few interesting fights. I just don't know. I don't know where the value is unless he really wants to get back to the title. Maybe and if he does, why, then just go for the rematch. It might be. Maybe that's why Dana was a bit nonchalant about John Jones is because he knows he's got some. You know, he's got some interest. He doesn't have to make that mega fight. Obviously, it's good for business, but he doesn't have to make the mega fight straight away. And you know, the chips are sort sort of weighted in in Dana the organization's favor a little bit, aren't they? It's mm. not like oh. Jones is the only thing we can make right now. We've got to make it. Give him whatever he wants. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. but that's the thing. Like if like if if the fight was agreed and they had a contract with with John Jones's name on it, agreeing to whatever pay they're offering, they would be promoting that fight yeah. like it's nothing else because that's the fight to make and everyone knows it. Yeah. The only reason the fight's kind of getting shit on a little bit is because John Jones has not agreed to take it. Mm-hmm. So the more the UFC promoted, the more value there is in John yeah, Jones yeah. You know, know holding what, his ground. For they sure. don't know what they're doing about everything, but they know what they're doing in this case. They know how to play they this definitely game. definitely know how to play sure. the game. Yeah, yeah They know sure. how to play the game and how to keep that money out of the fighters' pockets. That's, yeah, that's, a, that's yeah. a guarantee. I hope John Jones gets what he's worth because I tell you what, t- stepping in there against Ngannou is a life-changing decision. Hmm. You have to be realistic about that at heavyweight. Like, Alistair yeah. Overeem was lucky in that fight. That could have been a that could have been a lot worse. That power yeah. that he can the generate. The stakes are higher than so anywhere higher. else, aren't they? But so much higher. Like they like they're both heavyweights, though. Do you know what I mean? It's not like me stepping in there. Then yeah. the, then the stakes are ridiculously high. Yeah. For one of us. <laughs> yeah, but but then but then like it's not it's not on John Jones it's not on John Jones to make sure that Ngannou's getting paid enough to fight him. Yeah. John Jones knows how dangerous he is. If Jones gets in there with Ngannou, he's going to try and decimate his knee. He's going to try and dislocate his shoulder. I think he could pick him apart. I know. think he could. In the small octagon, though. Yeah, that yeah. It's, open, it's opening up though. This wouldn't happen in the small octagon, would it? No, they've got Super Spreader Saturday yeah. coming up, haven't yeah. they? We're, we're going to get fucking a sold-out crowd of Floridians they're gonna, they're gonna in there. Single-handedly lock down the whole of America, other. dude. That's, 
I'm, I'm all for crowds again, but yeah. I think it might be too soon. That seems Someone like said that's the risk. least your worries in down there is getting corona. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, should we have a look back, back through? I, I know, some, I, I, there was I, I, some I fun jumped, I, was, I thought I uh, Miranda ahead. Maverick is here. Yeah, yeah. I thought she was great. Really, just really enjoyed the fight, actually. Mm. And it was, it was, you know, she clearly, you know, she clearly won, but it was, it was, it was pretty close for a lot of it, wasn't it? I, I, I thought Miranda's standing was really good. I thought she was really good. Lat- laterally, she moves better than most in that in that division. Yeah. Um, she, you know, she clearly had the had the advantage. She cut off the cage a lot of the time mm. when Jillian uh, was trying to get away from her. I thought she was great. Yeah. And then it was really close on the floor, wasn't it? It was a proper chess match and just, you know, a couple of... She, obviously, she had, she had a back taken a couple of times, and, but she didn't seem to panic. She just, she knew the sequence to mm. to keep that at bay. Um, yeah, good work, man. I, yeah. I, I really enjoyed that fight. I thought she was great. I I, I think I think Miranda Mavericks. She's she's a very very good contender in this division, mm. and 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 Robertson is a little bit of a. She's a little bit of a of a of a gatekeeper at this point because she's only got a one sided game. Yeah, like she very good on the ground, grappling for MMA. Very, very yeah. good. Like moves around people well, maintains a good weight on them whilst at the same time striking yeah, and progressing. There's, a, there's a very, very few times there's any detachment in there. She's always Sticky. stuck on there. Yeah. 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 Beautiful. But then you can see how uncomfortable she is when she's backed up against the fence and yeah. forced to strike. And she, she, she gen. It's, it's almost like she doesn't feel like, like she can hurt anybody with her strikes. It's, it's kind of how it mm. seems. It's like she's like, well, I can do this, but it, Ultimately, it's just going to make me more vulnerable to getting hit myself. Yeah. So, so she gets kind of timid back up against the fence and like sticks yeah. a jab out of there, like "Please leave me alone," yeah. you know. But then on the flip side, like you've got someone like Angela Hill who is smashing people with elbows, and you've got to think like if if Jillian's if Jillian's so confident to get to the ground, there's nothing stopping her closing distance quickly mm. and landing elbows and knees, and that's where she might be more more effective. Mm. She just that might be her evolution, you know. If her maybe. coaching team can put that put that together, and you know, sometimes you have to match. You just have to match your plan to what you're good at, don't you? Mm. Like it's not about being. It's not always about being the ultimate mixed martial artist. It's yeah. about fitting the right thing at the right time for the right person, and that might just be it. Mm. She might end up with a really limited game that is about closing distance, cut some cutting elbows, take them down, and you know, she's very very dominant in that top position. Yeah. Um, on the ground, isn't she? Yeah, 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 yeah exactly, yeah. and and that. That that, as well as being as well as being at the main part of her game and where she really wants to win her fights, it's also a safety net for her, mm. which some fighters don't have. So yeah, yeah, you know? and and the thing like Dean Thomas is her coach, and and like she follows Dean Thomas where like when he left ATT, she went there. She's very very invested in Dean Thomas. But if if I'm Dean, who is a great MMA coach, if I'm Dean, I'm thinking to myself, I need to give her a different look, mm. like. What I would do is bring in someone like like Phil Nurse would be great, you know, like a like a proper tie boxing coach or. Was that the like guy that. we were thinking about the, a couple of shows ago? We were trying to get the the tie boxing. It had something to do with GSP, didn't it? Yeah, it Phil, GSP. yeah, yeah, no, yeah. no. Do you think that's someone no, else? No, because that's who I was thinking about when you were saying that. It's just come to me. The guy I was talking about, the tie boxing coach, his name was Yod Willek. Uh, okay. that's yeah, who GSP no, that's, was yeah. was being trained by. He was he wasn't he was around the same age as GSP, maybe a. a Maybe a little bit older, but not much. But he he was a, a Thai champion, and he was over in Montreal working with GSP. Mm-hmm. But you remember when when I fought GSP, he had Phil Nurse in his corner, yeah. who's the yeah. British dude that's got a school in um, 
New York, the Watt. Yeah. He's got a school called the Watt in New York. I I, I just feel like I feel like it, the the benefit in her working with a strict tie boxer is she gets those slamming rounds on pads. Mm. Bam, 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 whack, 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 knee, elbow, and. You know, it doesn't even where necessarily that, where's have that to. Where's that tie pad? Where's the oh, new yeah. tie pads? Oh, it's in the other room. Oh, oh sure no, mind. Look at Next that. Time. I'm just going to tease this. It's not real snake. <laughs> yeah, no snakes were harmed no, in the creation of this. No snakes were harmed in the pad. making of this pad. Isn't that beautiful? Yeah. I'm just teasing this. These, you can't buy these yet, but you will be able to very soon. Heavily in development. Heavily in development. Yeah, we'll get there. We'll get in there. Oh. Finally. Yeah. Of all the gloves I've got and tried on. We'll get in there. Finally got some that, that actually fit a, a closed fist <laughs> properly. A few, a few more months, we'll yeah, get them out for we'll you. We'll get there. They need to be perfect. Yeah, 100%. Um, yeah, I, I just think, I think she needs some some like slamming rounds of mm. Muay Thai and just like... Even just for the confidence. Yeah. Like you say, she's timid and timid about... She knows she's normally outmatched. We'll give her a little bit and then yeah. at least she can use it to set something up, you know, hit, hit a solid double and go to the thing she's good at. Yeah. Or, yeah. or at least put volume in your opponent's direction so they want to clinch. Mm. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. So what do you do with like Miranda now? You probably don't want to rush and throw her up there just because she's she's on a you know she's she's yeah. saying all the right things in terms of she looks like she's got potential to do something in this division. You just probably won't want to rush her too quickly. I don't think. No. A lot of people are matched up above her. Yeah, I'm just looking at the rankings. See if yeah, they, I mean there there are good options above her. There there really are. Even just inside the top fifteen. But Lee's match, Shevchenko's matched, Santos oh, and Roxy are matched. You've got. I mean, Gillian's at number fifteen. Yeah. So I mean, and what is it? It's Monday today, so that will most likely change tomorrow. So she, so Ma- Maverick out. will probably find herself inside the top fifteen. Alexa Grasso would be great. Alexa Grasso, but she's coming off a win. I'm not sure she'll be looking yeah. at. Yeah. Should Andrea Lee, she? is she still out? No, she's injured. matched. Is she? Yeah, I can't remember. She, matched, she might be a, a match with Antonio Shevchenko. Uh, oh, okay. Okay. Macy Barber, Macy Barber's Barber not matched. One. Yeah, see, Macy Barber would be a good scrap because they're both like f- like physically imposing Actually, as well. Probably, that's probably one. What's she 13th? Uh, 14th, yeah. Barber is. She's 14th, 15th. Mm. That's maybe not a bad interim. Like I say, you don't want to you don't, you don't rush Miranda straight up there no. for, for her to... You don't want to give us someone like a Roxanne Modafferi. You might just be a bit Tyrell, technically yeah. too much right now. I think Shevchenko might be an interesting one. She's, she's matched up though. Ma- I, I think she's matched with Andrea Lee. Yeah, I mean maybe the winner of that one. Mm. Um, M- Macy Barber's an interesting one because she wins a lot of her fights on the fact that she's very physical. Yeah, and I think like Miranda physical, Maverick. Physical, yeah, yeah, they might cancel each other out, and that's where I think I think that's where we will see some skill deficits on one side or the other. And I actually think Miranda Mavericks technically more skilled than mm. Macy Barber at the moment. Yeah, I don't think they should she be intimidated by her, by her uh, athleticism either because they're very they are relatively close in terms yeah. of pure athlete. Yeah, Miranda Maverick looks in good shape when you see her on camera, but when she came into the fight week interviews in Fight Island, like she's like compared to everybody else on the card, you're like, "Jeez, like she's what henched. Hench. Yeah. Heavily muscled, very lean, but also, you know, sits there and, and, and he's very articulate as well. Like I said, she was studying for a PhD. Right. You know? Very cool. And she's, you can tell there's that, that place bar and vibe about the way that she fights as well. You know, she doesn't, not everything's a, a, a power punch. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see, see what they do. Mm. But it'll be, um, yeah, she's in a good spot. 
I think so. There's a whole bunch of fights lower down that we've not talked yeah, about. Yeah. What about um, what about uh, Oleg Shejuk and uh, Bukowskis? I mean, I, I don't know what you thought, but I thought Bukowskis won that. Did split you? Split yeah. decision, right? Yeah, it was a split decision. Yeah, and, and, I, and I get it. It's difficult it's difficult to paint the picture that you're winning when you're going backwards yeah. for you know a majority of that fight. But I, thought, I just thought he edged it. Yeah, the, the, the whole going backwards thing, that's... That's something that the judges need to fix in their own mind. Like mm-hmm. I, I've been, I've been researching for that uh, um, the glory fight that I'm breaking down. I'm doing that yeah. later today. Um, Alex Pereira against um, Artem um, uh, Vakitov. There was one of the judges scored all five rounds for uh, for uh, Vakitov. Yeah, and there's just no way. Yeah, the, the, and and I, and I, I look, at, I like to look at the scorecards and go, okay, so so what did they see? Like, why did they score? every round to that fighter and the, literally the only thing I can bring it down to in that fight is that it's because he was moving forward yeah it's the, it's the only way that you score I every round forward, to forward do you know what I mean we're going to pick me apart gloves. yeah 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 the thing is Oleg Shejuk is he he, he hurt him a, it hurt him a few times and, and that last round the biggest punch in that last round was a body shot mm. and, oh yeah and that hurt him that bad that was lovely wasn't it yeah yeah, and like, and, and like, I don't know we, why there's, so, there's something so much more like um, gratifying when someone lands a body yeah. shot, even more than like a like a KO, because like, yeah. oh, everyone goes, oh, yeah, that hurt, yeah, yeah, and 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 those and body shots as well. I mean, I don't believe in accidental shots as well. Oh, that's something else we could talk about is oh. Askren's oh. reply to Masvidal and the yeah. uh, saying you got got lucky. I'm gonna tell you a little story. We're just gonna divert you. We're just gonna divert you. <laughs> So I interviewed Ben Askren before the Damian Meyer fight, right? And I, I like Askren. We've always had good conversations. And and I expected when I asked him this question, he was going to be able to go, oh, yeah, no, I saw this. This is what happened. This is the mistake I made, et cetera, et cetera. And he didn't. And in that moment, I was, I was, I was, mm. I was very, I was disappointed. Mm. I was like, oh. oh, because what, so what had happened was obviously he was coming off the Masvidal knockout and he was going into the Damian Meyer fight. This was in Singapore. And I, and I, when he sat down, I said to him, um, "So, what's your what's your process been since the Masvidal knockout?" And he was, and he was just kind of, "Oh, you know, it was just one of those things." So, so I said, "So, so have you watched the fight back? And did you did you figure out why why it happened?" And it was like, "Well, you know, I just level changed on, on, onto a flying knee." I'm like. There's so much more to it than that. Yeah. Like first of all, Masvidal was drilling the technique. He knew exactly yeah. what he was going to throw before he got in there. And he so knew that that was his enough. tick. Yeah. He knew that, that was his thing. Level changes with his head to that side. Like the breakdown I did on Inside the Octagon, where you can compare the level change against Robbie Lawler and the level change against Masvidal. He's in exactly the same situation. Arms out, head to the head to the left, like right in the position where Masvidal threw the neck. Like, if Masvidal runs at you, what are you going to do? The, the thing you know best. Level that's change. the thing you're going to go to. Yeah. That's why when people get backed up against the fence, you yeah. can force them to level change onto a knee because you know their characteristic. Yeah, uh, yeah, that is disappointing. Isn't it? it was so frustrating because it it just wasn't a lucky knee. There's no such thing. Oh, it just it just happened. Um, and uh, don't get me wrong. If they fought ten times, Masvidal probably wouldn't land it another nine times. You know, he maybe land it once, but it's doubtful. That was a perfectly executed knockout. Mm. He knew exactly what he was doing. He knew exactly where Askren was going to be. It. A lot timed of, it. A lot of variables happening in real time to time that and land it. Was, yeah. Yeah. He got enough credit for it, didn't he? it was, and then it you watch him peel out of the out of the corner, 
a Masvidal, he comes out and he goes over towards the right and then cuts back across mm. to the left to force him to get his head to that side. So he was there for the yeah. knee. Good on him. And then like that reply to Masvidal is like, oh, well, you know, just to look at it. Yeah, but he's all in Shows that. A lack he's, of all, he's all in that. Um, I, I, at the minute, when when stuff with YouTube is happening, I just don't know what's real and what's not. <laughs> do you know what I mean? You don't, it's just just talk and nonsense and belly slapping and stuff. Do you yeah. know what I mean? It's like I don't know what's going on right now. Yeah. To be honest, I disengage from it a little bit, but you know. I quite like this this whole thriller thing that's happening. Yeah. I quite like it. I like it if you fought Oscar De La Hoya. Oh <laughs> mate, I'd love that. I'd buy fight. into that. I'd love that fight. I'd buy into that massacre. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right, who, who have we got? Where are we at? Um, oh, Manyfield. Well, no, sorry, no, but oh, you, you, so thought, you, thought, to, you thought Bukowskis took it, did you? I think, yeah, I mean, it was close, and I, I get that it was a split decision, but it, it, yeah, it was a close. I'm just looking at the at the strikes landed. I mean, you know, Bukowskis, Bukowskis outstruck him by a few strikes in the first and second round, but then yeah. that last round, uh, Oleg Shajuk beat him by five punches. I mean, it's, there's not much in it, really. No. Split decision, I guess, but yeah. I did feel like Oleg Sejcik maybe hurt him a bit more with what he did land. Um, Baskowskis maybe landed a bit more but didn't really hurt him quite as much, I don't think. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, maybe that's what they saw, but yeah, I, I like them both. I think they've both got, you know, they've both got a good run in them, I think. I want Oleg Shechuk to cut to middleweight and fight Gastelum. Oh, yeah. That's the fight. He's not, he's not a light heavyweight, is yeah. he, let's be honest. No, he, he did look a bit dwarfed. He, he did, yeah, and and you know, and he and he fights with that style because he knows he's got gas for days and it's not mm. going to run out. You know, that's that's how he won his previous fights in the UFC is just by being too much for the guys. Yeah, I mean, there's a reasonable amount of body fat on him. There's he can mm. do that cut. Yeah, you know, yeah. you lean him up a little bit. Yeah, I'd like to. See. I mean, Bukowskis is a is a big individual for mm. that weight class. I, I I wonder whether he's got the the firepower though at this level to. Yeah, really like I said, do he did damage. land clean a few times and mm. he just didn't get an effect. I like Shaychuk's just. I like his nickname as well, Lord. <laughs> Lord Alex Shechuk. <laughs> what about um, Abubakar? Oh, my. I, can't, I can't say it like that. Can't. I, can't, I can't say it Don't like you that. Start. Abu Bakar. Abu Bakar was. I thought he was like excellent. It's clinical, it isn't it? Excellent. Yeah. yeah. Um, he just mixed everything up, and Gooden's. You know, he, he he's dangerous in the fact that he does have a level of skill. And he's clearly, you know, he's clearly a good athlete. Mm. Um, and, you know, Nurmagomedov is out, outmatched on athleticism there, but just picked him apart, didn't mm. he? Yeah. Mixed it up, you know, blended everything really well. Yeah. Um, and then he just got more dominant and dominant as the rounds went on. Mm-hmm. Must be suff- suffocated him. Um, Technically just really, really clean. Mm. Puts things together well. And I, I, I think I think Gooden's... Gooden's one of those guys that's problematic on the on the levels before you get to the UFC. Well, you know, before I said there was a guy that I was gonna say that you just get a you just get a feeling for where he's gonna sit. Yeah. He ain't he ain't gonna be in the top fifteen. No. Like he's just not that he's just not that guy. Like he can have a he can have a good career, but it's not gonna be, you know, it's not gonna be at that level. No. Or, or he has he has too much to do to get to that level. Yeah, I agree. And I think he gets through a lot of these fights because he's so conditioned and heavily muscled. Yeah. You know, I mean, he, he took some shots because he's got, he's got a nice, a thick he's got a neck. nice jab on him. Yeah, you know, he's he's got he's got some skills, isn't he? He's just I just don't think he has the variety of skills to take him past probably where he's at. No, I agree. Yeah, I, but I think Abu Bakar can definitely continue to progress, mm. especially because he's had a couple of those setbacks, and that, now the pressure's off him. You know, he's yeah. carrying a. I don't think they're rushing. I don't think they're rushing. Do you? I think they'll build him. You know, 
it's, it's having Khabib in his corner as well is going to help him because mm. the UFC benefits so much from having him in the corner that it makes sense for them to yeah. gradually build him. It does. I'd imagine to a degree that crew is has a relatively heavy say in dictating what happens with their fights. Do you know what I mean? I they're they so I they're they so lucrative to the organisation that mm. they'll be like, oh, okay, we'll yeah. do that. Well, the, the reality is that, like, uh, you know, Russia and Dagestan, they've got an MMA industry in themselves. Mm. Like, if you're a Polish fighter, it makes more sense to sign for KSW because they'll yeah. make a big star out of you and they'll yeah. pay you more. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, it's the same, like, that's that's what they're up against. The, the reason that the Namagomedov guys are over in the UFC is because of the accolades that come with the UFC belt. But if they're chasing money, there's other options for mm. them. They can get weighed in, in 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 their own region of the world and, you know... Be superstars. Be superstars. Yeah. They're, they're here because they want to, they want to, you know, have that belt and and the the accolades that come with it and i think that they'll build him gradually mm, yeah for so sure do I. yeah i can't see why they wouldn't no it doesn't make just doesn't make sense on a few different levels isn't it no it doesn't yeah and, i mean you know david zavada was a was a tough first fight for him um yeah. but he but easy for the ufc to underestimate zavada mm. easy for him easy for them to underestimate him for sure a couple of good uh, quick finishes uh menafield with a von von Pru choke I was just thinking the whole time, like if you're in his corner, if you're in the other guy's corner, you'd be like, let it go, yeah. let it go, it's coming, let it go. I mean, he resisted uh, it fairly well for a while, but I mean, the, the upper body on men are field. Yeah, he's, he's, he's ridiculous. He, yeah. It? He's, he's ridiculous. just a slab, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. He's the kind of guy you could take and plug him into a different sport and he'd, and he'd do fairly well, regardless of what it is, just because of his mm. physical prowess. Very, very, very much so. But I, you... you I just felt, I felt for uh, what's his name uh, for his opponent when he was when, like you got that close up of him and you can like see shoulder just across dealt, his face just and he's like anterior <laughs> delta <I> just <laughs> yeah horrific. and then Jamie Malarkey as well oh Looked man he was he was great wasn't he really Wait, that's good. funny you know we've we've talked about before how techniques get passed down through lineage yeah so uh, I came across it on, on Twitter so it looked very much like Ross right yeah. it looked very much jab roll left hook You've seen Ross do that before yeah. and I think um, oh damn what's his name Coach Eric Eric down in um, oh he's at uh, Alliance now uh, Alliance yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah so then he said oh that looks familiar so it was obviously like a lineage of technique yeah. to come all the way through beautifully executed really. so he threw it before mm. See, he, threw, he threw it at um, I think 4.40 on the clock mm. He threw it, but he just got glove. Yeah. And then he threw it again and just got it clean. It was, yeah. Oh, man, he got nice. him responding to the right hand, didn't he? Yeah. Like he pinged him with the right hand and hurt him. Yeah. And then he followed the... Yeah. Yeah. I like Malarkey. I, I, I like it. Like when he came into... Was it Brad Riddell that he made his debut against? And it was just, oh a, it was just a war. That was a proper like war. On their yeah. knees at the end of the, yeah. end of the third round, still trying to hit each other. I mean, that, that's the thing. Like you can't, That's the thing you can't teach. Mm. You can't put that in someone, really. But everything else you can teach, and the, you know Ross is obviously is working with him a lot. Like I follow both of them, and that you know they're they're all about it. Like yeah. this is it. And he's got some dogs in that gym. Yeah, yeah, he, he's got some dogs in that. It looks gym. a good spot. It's a beautiful part of that yeah. country as well. Fair play to him. Yeah, but that I, I'm I'm glad that Malarkey got a, got a big win there because it he's he's one that will progress very quickly in mm. the fans' eyes. He, he just needed that. You know? He just needed yeah. that, didn't he? He's like he's he's a he's a clay guida Darren Elkins yeah. kind of, and I don't mean that. I don't mean that he's you know he's he's he's, he's all guts and uh, and, and no logic because yeah. he's a good fighter as well. But when it, if and when it gets into the trenches, 
he's more than happy to stand no and trade. Like, yeah. Even his earlier fights before he came over to the UFC, there was some real, real back and forth bloodbaths. Yeah. He's one of those that could have he could have been lost. Like if he just happened to not win this. He could have been sort of lost to the to the promotion. You know, t- yeah. Two losses, and it's all the pressure on the third one. So I'm really glad he got that win because yeah. it'll keep him in there. And I think, like you say, I think he can, you know, he can be a bit of trouble, can't he? Yeah. Right. Yeah. We've got two two fights that we've not talked about. Well, what do you want to talk about? Go on. Hold on. Which one have we missed? Oh, sure. Sure. yeah. Sean looked. Sean looked like who we took. We, we spoke about it in the preview. Like I like where he, who he wants to be, and mm. he just was one step closer to, to being that guy, wasn't yeah. he? he just, yeah. Oh man, when he when he moves like that, he's he's very very good. Yeah, he is. I think um, like the thing is with Thomas Almeida, like if you take him and you put him in there with someone like Pedro Munoz or Jimmy Rivera or traditional on tradition. John Lineker, you know, someone that's I mean even someone yeah. that, Eddie Wineland. I'm I'm just like someone that is they're going to stand in the same stance, they're going to throw the punches on the, yeah. the same trajectory. Technique, and, technique. Yeah, yeah. Like he he would do much better fighting someone that's a mirror image of himself, and and as soon as O'Malley starts to, he's like high on his toes and he's leaning in and he's dancing around yeah. into southpaw and then he's it's almost like hypnotizing. Yeah, it's like you, you, you just freezes you him. Get frozen because you don't quite know what the picture is. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I think I think Sean O'Malley's he, he's he's very skilled and he's very talented. I, I'm 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 interested to see who can push him. And I know Dominic Cruz mentioned he likes yeah, fighting. Yeah, that this morning. That's the fight to make. Yeah. I I honestly I honestly think he might be too much for Cruz at this point. Just the, oh, just really? the, yeah, I do. Because I I think I mean Cruz has been great for a long time. Yeah. But you think Cruz taking some of those hop sidekicks to that knee that Almeida took a lot of? Yeah, he took one really solid one. Just decimate his yeah. knees, his already yeah. brittle knees. I, I, I mean, and and I, and this is by no means that Sean O'Malley's a better MMA fighter and has more knowledge than Dominic Cruz because I don't think that's the case at all. But I think, I think right now the way that the way that O'Malley moves is a good counter to what Dominic Cruz mm. does. And I think the smaller octagon, the mm. longer arms, yeah. the confidence, the the that's all the confidence alone would get inside Dominic Cruz's mind. The fact that he's asked for the fight yeah. shows that Sean O'Malley is already in his mind. Yeah, it's a fight you can get people to buy into that. Mm. People will, people will watch that, especially after the win after after a win like that over Almeida. And, yeah. and I, I know Almeida's had a rough time recently, but Man, he, he has. I don't know where he goes now. What does he do? It's four in the bounce. I don't know bantamweight. I mean. I don't mind seeing him over in one. Yeah. I don't mind seeing him over there. One or I mean, it is cutting season, isn't it? It no, kind of it? is. Yeah. And he might be he might be on the chopping block, which would be such a shame because he is he's 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 one of the, one of the good guys in this division. He's just he's not adapted to this new style of MMA. He's another one. He looked dwarfed by Sean, didn't he? Sean yeah. just looked big and long and just Yeah. 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 We'll see what happens. Yeah, good, good, good for good for Sugar Man. I thought he, I thought he looked good. He's, I, I know he polarizes people a little bit, and um, it's kind of you know we don't though, we don't it? live in the same we don't live in the same world to a lot of extent to a lot of extent. He's no. more like to live in my kids' world than, <laughs> than my world. But I, I, I like who he is as, a, as an athlete. I think he's, um, I think he's on the right track. I like what I like what he's trying to do. Yeah, yeah. Well, like look, look at those rankings. Like the fact that like ab- above him in the so. O'Malley's not ranked at the moment. Brand, uh, um, Marlon Vera, Kyla Phillips, Cody Stamen, Marab Dvalishvili, uh, Jimmy Rivera, Hafela Sunsau, and then Dominic Cruz. Like Dominic Cruz has kicked the door wide open. Yeah. He's like, come on into the bantamweight division. Yeah. Come on in. 
Man, like, there's two. He's two fight. He's leapfrogging two, probably two more fights he would have to do to get there at least, isn't it? For and, sure. And some flipping savages. Mate, can you imagine him against Kyler Phillips? Yeah, that'd be a hell of a yeah, fight. Yeah. That's probably that's the way forward. That's probably the fight if yeah. if Cruz hadn't said anything. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, that'd yeah. be great. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like that's that's why you can see because Cruz has got no real benefit in fighting Sean O'Malley. No, like he if he should be looking up the rankings at other people he can face. And I, yeah, <laughs> interesting move. I think that's a really risky one for him. What about Tyron Woodley? Well, he tried. Not, didn't that's he? not going to bloody encourage him to fight like that. That's, he tried though, that, didn't he? Yeah, that's sort of who we want. That's that's sort of who we want, and that's yeah. not you know it's been he's got negative feedback. That but I was thinking. You know, he's obviously had to... You got a fight of the night, though. I did it? Yeah. Oh, I, right. That was a bit oh, of it. That go. was a bit of it. Yeah. A, is that a thank you? <laughs> it's a bit of... This is what we've been waiting for all along. Um, well, two, well, two things. One, Vicente, Vicente is a murderer. Like, he's he is, he's going to be there or thereabouts. Yeah, he? he is. For sure. Yeah. And then I was thinking about Tyron, whether at least he's... You know, he's recognised what people have criticised him for. Now, maybe he's swung down the other end of the spectrum and he's just gone out all guns blazing and and hopefully he finds himself somewhere back here or he's like right that'll do I'm done he didn't find himself in any middle ground nothing no I don't I don't I, I think I think he's I think it's I can starch him with one punch but if I throw five of these and miss every one I'm done I'm done I'm done and at, th- at 38 he's nearly 39 man his body when he gets hit hard and he gets fatigued his body just shuts, shuts down, down doesn't it? it's yeah. like basically yeah. Well, I'm done. <laughs> yeah. There's no coming back yeah. from this. The edge of the cliff has has, has come. Yeah. You can yeah. And you can see how much effort it takes him to stop those punches that he misses as well. There's so much power. Yeah. 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 yeah the energetic cost of that is huge, isn't it? He just yeah. can't. He just can't do it. But like, as we were talking about with Luca, you know, he, he like he, he progresses and progresses, and then they give him a benchmark fight, and then he falls. Yeah. Right. And yeah. then he go so go go go. So now he's done it. Yeah. I, I tell you what, I thought he, I thought. I guess watching it, your sort of focus was on Tyron because you're like, oh, whoa, who's this? Mm. But then when I watched it back again, I was like, fair play to Vicente. You know, you've got Tyron basically running at you, coming at you, all guns blazing, and all you've done is move, covered up, got took up to the fence, reversed it, put him on the fence, fatigued him, and then picked him apart. Mm. Like, it was a it was a real pragmatic performance. Yeah, and when you when you're already sort of as violent as Vicente is, and you have that pragmatism, there the, you're starting to you're starting to layer things together where you could you know put something truly put something together where you could end up being the champ. Mm. Keep edging his way forward in the division gradually. Yeah, man. He's at number ten at the moment, but that will probably move a little bit after that win against Woodley, who's at number seven. I yeah. don't think they'll change positions necessarily, but then Damian Meyer's above him, and Meyer I don't even think is going to fight again. He beats Maya anyway, I think. I think he beats Maya. Who's above Maya? Uh, well, Neil Magny's right above Luque. Then you've got Maya, then it's Woodley, and then Chiesa, Thompson, Masvidal, Edwards, Burns, Covington. Like, you're right into the top then. I, but I can see him up there. Yeah, I could. I can see him up mm. there. I could I could see him. I, I, I think Wonderboy Thompson would be an interesting one, given the fact that mm. Wonderboy, Wonderboy will punish him for being very square on, but he might be aggressive enough to shut down Wonderboy's do side. I wouldn't stands. do that to him yet. Would you I'd not? give him one more. He's had he had a crack at Wonderboy though and lost a decision. Yeah, and that was a while ago. And you know Wonderboy's late thirties now. He's yeah, probably on true, his way yeah, down. Yeah, true, true, true. We're, we're ready for a change of the guard in the division. You could take you could take thirty percent of those welterweights and retire them pretty soon. You know, given the fact that on, on age alone, you know, like Robbie Lawler's currently at number fifteen yeah. still. 
Like Lawler's, Lawler's probably on his way out. Meyer's almost definitely on his way out. Woodley is on, on his way out. Thompson's on his way to 40. You've got to think that he's going to be done soon. Wow, that's the division of change, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. kind of similar to heavyweight. Kind of, You can get away with it for longer at heavyweight because experience pays off a lot mm. more at heavyweight. But I think Luke's right up there. I think he's right up there. Yeah, it's crying out for like a rebirth of that division, isn't it? Yeah. I think Luke is definitely going to be one of them. It'll be interesting to see who the next couple couple are that go with him. Mm. Yeah, well, Bilal Mohammed's still on the rise, and even after that eye poke, yeah. I think I think he's one of the rising fighters. In Sean Brady with the yeah, wicked tattoos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. That, that, that's it. That's the three that yeah. are going to come up and through. Yeah, and you, you know, Jeff Neal's still floating mm. around there. Uh, Max Griffin had a good win the other week. Yeah. I know he's outside the top fifteen, but that for the first time, I thought to myself, oh, oh, okay. "Okay, okay, Griffin might have a shot here." Griffin, I yeah. can't do that without thinking of Family Guy <laughs> every time. Griffin, what's that? It's the, the one where where Chris is cool. Anyway, yeah. one where Chris is cool. <laughs> what 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 haven't we talked about? I mean, we've kind of covered it all. Is there anything else you want us to talk about? Yeah, no. I mean, there's no UFC this week it's coming crazy, up. There's isn't nothing it? to preview. What no. we got? Um, anything this weekend? Uh, not that I know of. No, not that I can think of. We're kind of gearing up because we've got the Bellator Grand Prix coming up. Yeah. Um, which we'll discuss at, at, at some point in the future. Um, yeah. Canelo against Billy Joe Saunders is yeah. coming up as well. That's an, oh, I've not watched the Povetkin um, Dillian White fight. No. I'm going to watch that later. Yeah. But I am today. I'm breaking down. The glory, um, the the glory, glory fight. fight, yeah, yeah that the, the 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 contentious split decision. This will be good, man. I think people are gonna like this crossing yeah. over to kickboxing and having looks and you breaking that down and having a look. Mate, the amount of the, old school uh, fights popular. that we're gonna be popping up on the channel soon, yeah. like old Bonjaski fights and Hoost fights and stuff. So we've 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 we're, we're we're working closely with Glory and we're gonna bring you some some really interesting content. But I'm gonna start off with the Pereira uh, Vakitov fight, which is not an easy one to break down. It's right. a it's a very very tight fight. I'm going to break that one down and then I'm into the, the Tilvatori card. Um, yeah, wicked. But I've, I've got a schedule. There's loads of fights yeah. coming up. So, so we kind of weird are... as having a review review card and nothing to talk about after. Yeah, it is. So what, are we looking at the ride along for Tilvatori or the one after? 261. 261. Yeah, I'm still waiting on the banner arriving. Yeah. But once that's that'd be up, cool, man. That'd be fun. Yeah, yeah we, have, we have a couple of new like weekly shows coming up. One of them is going to be the ride along because we've had loads and loads of requests for a, a companion type of show. Um, but we're doing it our style, of course, and it's <laughs> going to be a lot of fun. Um, so we're just waiting on two, three seater sofas and a backdrop to arrive. And, and then some we're caffeine. Get into that. And some, some caffeine. serious amounts of caffeine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I might be in the ride along like this. You no, just you keep, won't. Just keep talking. You won't. I, I can barely hold still when the fight's on, so <laughs> I'll keep nudging you and stuff. But yeah. Yeah, all good. Nice. Easy week in for us. Easy. Nice one. Put Thanks for on. joining us. Uh, I would say they enjoy the fights this weekend, but there are none. So no. go back and watch some old school ones or check out some of the stuff on the channel. The Raptors are doing loads of stuff at the moment on the channel. Um, there's Mads Benel stuff going up there. There's some stuff with Jesse Jess. Yeah, it's so a part two there's, of the Mads Benel thing I think go. is going up tonight. Yeah. Oh, well, actually, it'll be up by now. By the time this goes out, okay. that'll be up. Mads is super yeah. slick. Super, super slick. D- definitely is one of the best in his weight class in the yeah. world, for sure. I'd drop him in against any of these featherweights right now. Yeah. Loads on the channel, man. It's, it's humming at the minute. Jump Bounce. on and have a look. Yeah. Wicked. And uh, check out Unbound Marino. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Click the link. Grab yourself some uh, Marino wall garms. Very nice. You, uh, you, uh, what's that video game? Come to the dark side. <laughs> Not that one. <laughs> <laughs> what's the ninja video game? Oh, Assassin's, oh, Creed. Assassin's, Creed. Assassin's oh, Creed. I'm yeah. all over it. Yeah. I'm all over it. 
Yeah, you said that now. I'm never taking this hoodie <laughs> off again. <laughs> okay. All good? Yeah, wicked. All right. Thanks a lot, everybody. See you next time. Nice. Thank you.